Welcome to Rock Talk on Drives. My name is Jim Finiak. And I'm Neil Corbett. Today we're going to talk about the difference between a drive and a soft starter. And we're here today with Bill Martin, who is one of the hosts of our Rock Talk Industrial Components podcast. So thanks for coming, Bill. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, Bill, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, well, um, Neil, I've been with Rockwell for almost 28 years, even though I'm only 25 years old. The uh, the math doesn't add up, but that's okay. Um, but I've had a lot of different uh, application experience with uh, multiple product groups within uh, the Alan Bradley product family. You know, I started my career as a firmware guy for our power monitoring products, um, but then eventually went into um, product marketing for those. I uh, had a little product marketing experience with our panel view products, first view computers, some Rockwell software, but I've always loved three-phase power. Um, and so I had the opportunity to come to the industrial controls group um, back in 2013, or no, oh, even earlier, <laughs> 2007, uh, to be the product manager for the overload relay product. So I finally got to apply this three-phase power knowledge to uh, to motor control. And I've, uh, I've learned a lot. You know, I've actually been a uh, Around the world twice, I've been to six continents and seen how people apply all the various different forms of, of motor control. So it's been a it's very, very fun experience for me. That is outstanding, Bill. I know a lot of us appreciate the uh, support and expertise you bring. So let's, uh, let's dig into the topic at hand, controlling AC electric motors. There are three right. mainstream technologies that can be used, full voltage across the line start, soft starters, variable frequency drives. So how does a user know which one to choose and what are the differences between them, Bill? Yeah, that's a great question, Neil. Um, yeah, let's talk about each one. You know, the, the first one that you mentioned was a, a full voltage starter. Um, this is probably the, uh, the oldest form of motor control, the, the original form, which was just a on-off switch. You literally turn it on, you turn it off, and the motor goes at the whatever speed that the AC frequency is at, that it's, um, it's being applied to it. Um, full voltage starters are usually the, have a more of the smaller footprints of the three different types. And they're, they're used just with uh, basic loads, um, especially when there's no, no speed control required. Uh, but you can use them for either forward uh, or reversing applications. But they're, yeah, very, very low cost, um, very small. And they're, they're your basic, um, motor starter. I, I kind of think of them as, um, you know, Neil, did you ever see those old black and white um, Frankenstein movies? Are you a fan of those? Yeah. yeah. You know, when uh, Dr. Frankenstein is getting, uh, Frank, um, actually, uh, yeah, Dr. Frankenstein is getting the, the body ready to raise up to the uh, to the tower to get struck by lightning. He has that, that weird switch that he throws. It doesn't look <laughs> too safe, does it? No. Lots yeah. of arcing. Right? <laughs> um, so that's a full voltage starter. It's literally on and off. We, we do it a little more uh, safely today with a contactor and selector switch or push button. But that, that's the same, same type of motor starter there uh, in the Frankenstein movies. So that's a, a full voltage starter. Um, next, uh, soft starters. Um, this is a, a newer technology. Um, this is where the, the device will, will physically kind of pulsate the three voltage signals coming in. And if you were to look at it on a, 
uh, an oscilloscope, you'll, you'll see these little dips going through the, the voltage sine wave. And really, they're, they're put in place to prevent you know, the, the large inrush currents that occur from a, a full voltage starter. Um, so what I mean by that is if you ever just were to start, again, that, that basic motor starter on off, because of that inductive load of the, of the motor, it's going to draw six times its current rating just to get that motor uh, spinning physically. Uh, with the soft starts, they, it prevents that six times of inrush current coming into the motor. So you actually get a nice even flow of, of current coming in um, that, the, that the motor is, is using. And what usually people will use it for is either to um, you know, start up high inertia loads. If you have like some big flywheel or huge fan that just keeps, to, you know, seems to take forever to, to get going. Um, they're used for those, or maybe like a, a large conveyor belt, something that's got a lot of load on it, but you don't want to take down the power grid. Uh, so it just uh, it more evenly starts the motor uh, from an electrical perspective. Uh, but it can also be used to um, to kind of slowly start up a motor. Uh, for example, like a pump. Um, you know, if the full voltage starter, you're just going to slam liquid through the pipes with the, with the pump. Uh, but the soft starter will slowly start up that motor and bring it up to, to full speed. And then uh, when you want to shut down that pump, it'll also chop that voltage sine wave to make it kind of slow down in a nice, even manner. Whereas in a, with a full voltage starter, when you stop it, uh, you could get potentially some, some water, water hammer activities with that pump. Um, and so soft starters were originally created to replace the um, the old Y delta starters, or if you're in Europe, the um, the star delta starters. Uh, Jim, are you, are you familiar with those? Have you ever seen a Y delta starter? I this is the first time I've heard of one myself. So oh, they're pretty crazy, man. They're uh, they're like two big contactors. They're usually used with really large motors. I, I don't know, Jim. Have you seen one? No. Yes. I'm sorry, uh, Neil. Oh. Have you seen one? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, they're crazy. Um, it, every once in a while, I still uh, get application questions for them. Usually, they're in the water utilities over in, in Europe, but um, they're, they're typically, yeah, there's two large contactors, and they're controlling this huge motor. And they're just trying to make sure that the, the power grid doesn't go down when they, when they turn these things on. So are those still in use, or is that, a, I guess, an antiquated technology at this point? Yeah, usually um, once in a while... Uh, You'll you'll see a new Y Delta starter, but they're not as common anymore. Um, I'd, I'd say it's more of a, an older technology. Yeah. So probably still could come into play for a, a retrofit or an upgrade situation, but not so much a greenfield. Exactly. That's exactly uh, correct. Yep. Okay. Great point. Um, all right, and then uh, finally, um, the third type of motor control is called a variable frequency drive, or in some parts of the world, they call it a, a variable speed drive. And uh, this is a uh, relatively newer technology, probably newer technology than the soft starts, um, where uh, this form of motor control will take a three-phase voltage signal, and it'll turn it into a, a DC signal, and then dynamically recreate a three-phase output signal at whatever frequency you want. And so um, these are used to, uh, you know, drive the motor or allow the motor to spin at what, whatever speed that they want from one hertz really slow to, uh, to 60 hertz or even faster than 60 hertz some drives will, will allow. 
Um, it also um, allows you to do forward direction and reversing direction. And it also can allow you to slowly ramp up a motor up to speed and slowly ramp down uh, a motor uh, down to a, a stop position, uh, similar to the to the soft starters. So, you know, when do you choose a soft starter versus a, a variable frequency drive? Um, you know, I, I would say uh, some soft starters are probably a, a little more, um, uh, they're a little smaller in size in some cases compared to the variable frequency drives. Um, and they may cost just a little bit less, but the one thing that the soft starter does not do is provide a full torque at startup, and it doesn't allow for full reversing speeds. You know, if you want to do like some uh, inching or um, jogging of a motor, um, a soft starter can do that, you know, very, very short time period, you can, uh, very slow speed to make a motor go forward or backward. Um, but um, if you need to go uh, uh, full speed forward or reverse, or any speed, any uh, um, velocity forward or reverse, that's where the variable frequency drives come in. Plus, they provide a full torque. So if you need that full torque to to move that that large load, um, that that's where the variable frequency drives come in. Uh, another advantage of variable frequency drives is that uh, they can be used for for energy savings. You know, going back to my my power monitoring days. Uh, we'd always um, try to identify for customers, you know, some some energy saving applications. And so, uh, you know, some really easy hits are um, uh, fan applications or, or blower applications. Uh, if you have any mechanical dampers in your ventilation system that you're using to to regulate the speed or the, the flow of air going through the air ducts, um, you know, a variable frequency drive is perfect for that. Uh, you can just, instead of having a, a damper control the speed, you can just have the blower blow at the appropriate speed that's needed for the application. Um, kind of similar with pumps, too. Um, if you ever see a mechanical valve uh, kind of regulating the flow of a, of a liquid through some pipes, um, that could be replaced by, again, with a variable frequency drive attached to the, uh, to the pump. And that way, you really just kind of move the motor at the speed that's that's needed for that particular pumping application. And by doing that, um, yeah, you can save uh, pretty significantly on your kilowatt hours for your bill and potentially even from your uh, KW demand charge on your electric bill. It's pretty cool stuff. What do you guys think? That definitely is uh, cool, but it sounds like our... our people out there are going to have to make a choice at some point. Um, and, and I think if I'm asked the question, what is the right uh, motor control technology for me? Uh, we're going to answer with our favorite answer, which is it depends. Uh, That's so correct. That it, it sounds like there's three main uh, considerations, though, uh, to help narrow this down. And it, it sounds like cost is certainly one of them, motor application, but then also panel space. Um you know, as a company, we talk a lot about smart devices. Would these three forms of motor control be considered smart devices? Yeah, at least with uh, the Allen Bradley offering, um, we do have uh, smart forms of both full voltage starters, uh, soft starters, and and variable frequency drives. And um, you know, for the for the full voltage starters, uh, it would be the 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 three component starter using a a E300 electronic overload relay. And so we, it's nice small package. Um, 
It can control that contactor with the network command. The E300 has uh, two Ethernet ports, so you can support both a device-level ring and a linear-type network. Um, and uh, it, it provides, uh, in fact, all three of these forms of smart motor control provide uh, pretty much the same type of data. So you can monitor your, your phase voltages, your phase currents that are that the, the motor is drawing, um, your, your power, uh, whether it's uh, watts, your, your real energy, uh, your, your VARs, your reactive energy or, or wasted energy, or your VA, which is your, your total energy. Uh, these also will look at um, energy data as well. So uh, your kilowatt hours, uh, power factor, uh, and some of them will even do uh, KW demand as well too. And so uh, the nice part about all of these forms, whether it's a full voltage starter, soft starter, variable frequency drive, it has pretty much have all the same amount or same type of, of data. It also comes into a PLC in a very similar manner. Um, so the E300 for the full voltage starters, the SMC50 for the soft starters, and then the PowerFlex 500 or 700 series for the variable frequency drives. They, they all have um, device profiles or add-on profiles that you can uh, real easily add any one of these three devices to a, a Logix controller. Uh, in fact, it's, it's literally... Uh, it's about, um, what do you think, Neil, about five left mouse clicks to, to add a device to a, to a control logic system. Yeah, quite straightforward. Menu-driven and uh, wizard-driven. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Uh, you just simply add it, and then you get all these meaningful tag names. Uh, you don't have to do any memory mapping. It's, it's literally, uh, it just says L1 current is the, is the tag name. And so we, we try to strive to make sure that all the different starter types ha have uh, similar uh, tag names. And then uh, most of these smart devices all support a technology known as automatic uh, device configuration or, or ADC. And so in the event that a maintenance person were to uh, ever have to replace one of these smart forms of, of motor control, um, it's really easy. I mean, the, the maintenance person just, just physically replaces the, the motor starting solution, whether it's a full voltage starter or a variable frequency drive, and then literally just replug in the uh, Ethernet cable. And then the PLC will automatically download the configuration data for this replaced either E300 or, or PowerFlex 500 series or 700 series drive uh, automatically. Uh, no laptop is needed. They, they literally just physically replace the device, replug in the cable, and uh, they're, they're up and running again. Makes, makes things real easy. Great description, Bill. Hey, just to add on what you said, add on to what you said, uh, along with the extensive metering data, you can also get motor data, alarming status information, and diagnostics. And it's incredible the amount of predictive diagnostics that we're building in and is available to the user, OEM integrator as you're programming or an operation. N namely, you know, a soft starter could be giving you weeks or months advance notice that a fan might be nearing end of life on a drive. It might be, uh, you know, IGBTs, bus capacitors and the filter caps as well that might be nearing end of life. So giving you this rich amount of information, like you said, easily available via logics and uh, easily set up on that uh, via the add-on profile. So 
And once you have it in the logic system and it's a tag, you can propagate that information and act on that information anywhere in the automation system. Yeah, you know, doing a little, uh, having some fun with the, the panel view group and the um, Rockwell software, um, the, those teams have actually created some, some nice pre-made graphic files. Um, they're, they're called mm -hmm. faceplates. Again, it's kind of like a cut and paste technology or copy paste technology into to human machine interface platform, whether it's software based or, uh, or hardware based. So these, these graphics are already pre-existing. You, you copy and paste them and uh, it's really easy then to display all this great diagnostic data from any one of these three forms of, of smart motor control. Bill, do you have a, a story to share with the, uh, the audience about how some of this information may have saved the day? I've got multiple stories to share, Neil <laughs> and Jim <laughs> from being around the world. <laughs> I got some fun ones. Um, I'll, I'll just tell them real quick. Um, probably my most remote um, story is um, from the island of Mauritius. Do, do you guys know where that is? No. It's uh, it's two islands east of Madagascar. It's the oh. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's the Hawaii for um, India and South Africa. I, I highly recommend you guys go there because the U.S. dollars worth uh, twenty six rupees to one dollar. Good value for your money. Um, but anyhow, it, they do a lot of uh, they grow a lot of sugar cane there. And they process a lot of sugar cane, and, and sugar, uh, sugar cane is becoming kind of a, a precious or a, kind of a commoditized material. And so, uh, um, all these refineries are trying to more efficiently um, process this this sugar cane. And so, um, one of the um, sugar cane processing plants, they they have one of these smart motor control devices. In fact, I think it is a it's a PowerFlex drive. And they're they're monitoring the um, the the vars, the, the reactive energy or, or the wasted energy, especially on the main conveyor belt that's that's bringing this raw sugar cane, uh, you know, to be to be processed into the to the main machine. And so what they do is they um they they basically have this big gantry crane that's continuously just feeding sugar cane onto this big conveyor. But you know, at lunchtime, um, if, if all of a sudden the the load on that conveyor goes down or if the, the VARs or reactive energy shoots up, um, the, the automation system can detect that, oh, hey, I, I see my, my belt is unloaded for a, you know, quite a, uh, for an extended period of time. I'm just going to automatically shut off the conveyor because it sounds like, you know, it appears that they're not using it for anything. And so they do. They shut it off. And then when they're ready to start loading sugarcane again, they hit a big uh, green 800T push button and um, the system starts again and keeps monitoring until they, they see a, a high VAR content in the, in the, in the motor data. Um, that was one example. Another one is a, a rock quarry in, um, in Australia. Um, this one was outside of Melbourne. Uh, it was pretty amazing. They, they just upgraded all their controls um, to have all smart devices for a, um, so they have variable frequency drives, the soft starters, and the full voltage starters, and they basically have one. They have two uh, two operators monitoring the entire facility, and they have uh, four huge TV screens with the uh, HMI on it, and so uh, they're just monitoring to make sure that everything is has a green <laughs> green blip on it. Anytime there's either a yellow flashing thing or a, or a red thing. Uh, they can click on it multiple times and actually using the, the face plates that I talked about earlier, that the pre-made graphics, they can dive then deep into uh, any one of these three forms of smart motor control. 
and they can kind of diagnose di- uh, diagnose what the uh, what the issue is going to be before they send a maintenance person out to to fix it. So, for example, um, you know, just a basic conveyor bringing in some rock on an E three hundred. If all of a sudden they see it tripped, and then they they dive in on it with their HMI and see that oh, it, it tripped because of a phase loss. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Using the face plate, they can go down and see that oh, hey, um. I see that uh, my voltage reading at the time of the phase loss was uh, 400 volts for phase A, zero volts for phase B, and 400 volts for for phase C. Oh, well, I'll guess which which phase had the blown fuse. Um, you know, phase B. So now they can just tell the maintenance person that hey, go swap out that fuse on phase B and see what's going on. Um, so it's just uh, simple things like like that. Um, uh, probably the uh, last story is a uh, a water utility. Actually, it's in um, in North America. They're using some of the data from their the soft starts, where they were um, monitoring the energy content of their of their plant. It was a lifting station, and they they noticed that they were getting uh, their their peak demand charges always on uh, you know on the third Wednesday of every month at two p.m. Like, well, that's kind of odd. What's going on there? And by, by having these smart motor controls, I kind of narrowed it down that, oh, that's interesting. We we have this maintenance procedure where we need to pump our, our three large lifting motors, you know, once a month. We happen to do it on the, the third Tuesday of every month at 2 p.m. Because we do it at 2 because we let it run for 15 minutes at, at our break time. And then after our break, we'll, we'll shut it off. Um, but by doing that, um, they, they discovered that... Uh, you know, it's a $20,000 hit in electricity uh, every time they, they run this uh, maintenance routine. And so uh, understanding that they um, and which motors are contributing to it, now now they do this purging sequence during off-peak time, like at uh, 10 o'clock at night. And they, they do. They, they saved uh, $20,000 a month now um, just by modifying their their uh, maintenance practices because they had information from a, a smart motor control device. So yeah, lots of great stuff. Um, I've, I've pretty much seen it all <laughs> and uh, um, it, it does. The, the the smart motor controls, whether it's a full voltage starter, soft starter, or variable frequency drive, um, they, they do it. It'll, uh, it's pretty easy to, to pay back that investment. Hey, Bill, thanks for those uh, examples. I think those are great. Um, anecdotal examples here of how we can capture uh, or make use of the rich data sources that we have out there with these uh, motor starting devices. And it's, it's encouraging to know that we don't have to sacrifice or compromise the availability of that data based on what technology we choose uh, since they all would fall into this smart device category. Uh, but at the same time, it, it doesn't sound like we would need to run them uh, with a network connection, with a controller in an integrated control system, they could still operate standalone. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, all three forms, whether it's integrated together in a, in a Logix um, discrete control system or uh, tied together through a um, distributed control system, you know, like a DCS type thing, or sure. like you said, standalone. Um, they still all provide uh, great benefits to, to help with um, maintenance and uh, diagnostics. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of the times we gravitate towards the energy monitoring capability of these devices, and I, I don't think many people often are looking or considering the control uh, capability that 
is out there with the data that's in these drives. Because, you know, as you mentioned, whether it's monitoring for torque on an unloaded conveyor um, or the, the energy demand that's coming in, uh, you know, from that peak demand time, uh, you know, all important things that are out there that go into the control scheme as well and can make decisions uh, automatically from a logic device would be pretty powerful, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, the, the other theme I've been seeing out in the marketplace, too, is um, the, the maintenance staff of a lot of our end users of these products. You know, the I'd say all the um, the knowledge uh, of the maintenance crews are uh, starting who are starting to retire, starting to leave those facilities, um, and so that that tribal knowledge isn't quite there anymore. And plus, the the amount of staff for for maintenance seems to be getting lower and lower over time. Uh, so by um, um, what companies are doing is that that they're investing in these smart motor control devices to to provide kind of some early diagnostics or information as, as motor events occur or are about to occur to their maintenance staff or operators um, that once was held with the uh, you know tribal knowledge of the more senior maintenance staff. Yeah, the uh, the days of the guy who can put his hand on the motor and tell you exactly what's wrong are uh, quickly, right. quickly seeming to diminish. Or the guy that walks by the control panel and hears <laughs> a weird buzz. Wait, you need to swap out two contactors. Uh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on a beach somewhere enjoying a nice cocktail. Yeah, in Mauritius, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Bill, I uh, really appreciate the time today. Um, you know, thanks a lot. And, and for those listening here, uh, be sure to tune in next time when we will be turning up the power, uh, if only the voltage, and talk about how we select the right medium voltage drive uh, for your application. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Bill. Jim, and see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.